Hi, I'm Maeve Doyle. You're listening to A Private View. And on today's show, we're speaking to Luxembourg-based conceptual artist, Zali Muller. Uh, her work dives into a world of self-image through materials she uses to create a reflective multiverse. Uh, her show is on at Maddox Gallery in Los Angeles right now. That's February. So welcome, Zali. Hello. Thank you for having me. It's an absolute pleasure. Um, what I like to do is let the artist have their own voice. So I'd love to ask you how you would explain yourself and how you'd say what you do. Well, as you, as you said, I dive into the world of self-image through materials I use to create a reflective multiverse um, while exploring unordinary ways to show coexistence with human self-image and vanity. I try to bring a mystical vision into the physical world through my implementation of mirrors, light, sound, found objects, and nature-inspired photography. How did you arrive at all of those ways of being? Are you, do you meditate? Do you, was this a process-based resolution? Uh, you, one doesn't start this way, and I know you've studied for a long time. So, so how did your practice begin? Well, um, I graduated in visual arts and uh, after my studies in France, I returned to Luxembourg and I started uh, working as an independent artist. Um, I rented an old mechanics garage uh, on the outskirts of Luxembourg City and transformed it into my working space. So that's uh, how it started after my studies. Um, before I already at school, I uh, was at the art section. Um, and uh, yeah, I was always artistically related to everything that has to do with uh, architecture or art. So were you drawing and making sculpture, taking photography, uh, uh, practicing design? I, I suppose what I'm asking is, one doesn't just start becoming an, a conceptual artist. There's usually a process of elimination, especially when you've been through the university, where they, I'm guessing they trained you classically. Uh, not really, no, because it was visual arts. It's more, uh, more, more open. You, have, uh, you learn a bit about everything. So you already get to know all the styles that are there, uh, also photography or video making or uh, design. So it was a bit of everything was not, not the traditional painting class and a lot of art history you get your background and uh, yeah did you have a teacher there that you worked with predominantly uh, there's something about your work that reminds me on occasion of bruce nauman or dan flavin no they were not uh not artist teachers so they were only teachers but they had one teacher who was called monsieur lagnol and he really uh, uh, was, uh, it was a really good teacher. He taught me a lot of things. Sometimes I think art school is learning to think differently. There's a creative way of thinking. And, and I think when I went to art school, regardless of what I learned to, to do with my hands or, or to make, it was this idea of thinking that, that was really important. Yes, sure, of course. Well, when you come from the uh, from high school, they uh, they telling you to draw everything perfectly uh, on the line and not, not to pass that line. And when you can come to the university, uh, they tell you everything what you, what you learned at high school is <laughs> wrong. <laughs> yeah, and so ultimately you have to just look at yourself and figure it out for yourself. And you did it with non-traditional materials. How did you start working with mirrors? 
Working with mirrors, I think that was, well, uh, right after my uh, studies, uh, I was really sick for two years and it took some time for the doctors to figure out uh, what it was. And that was a really hard time. And when, when from one day to another, you're not able to walk anymore, um, you start questioning your own existence. And at that time, I was, well, after those two years, I was really, really happy that I was still able um, to see myself in a mirror. And I think that was the point that made me use mirrors and other reflective materials for doing my future artworks. Yeah, that's amazing. It seems to be a, a period of isolation where artists are taken out of regular life and have this period of convalescence, whether it's Basquiat or, or Frida Kahlo or... Uh, Munch, uh, this this time away from society and out of step with the routine seems to be the greatest thing that can happen to artists when they get well again. Does that resonate yeah. with you? Yes, of course. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah, yeah. So, how do you work? What what is your studio practice like? Uh, what theories do you read? And and what is essential in your practice? What do you have to have? And how have things evolved over time with the changes in technology for you? <laughs> I'm trying to work, uh, of course, every day, uh, as long as my three and a half year daughter <laughs> leaves me to it. Um, so for me, late at night is the best time to think about new ideas for my artistic projects. Um, the competition is imposing a very high workload in order to be successful in this fast-growing market. So half the time I am brainstorming and uh, creating new ideas for future projects uh, while refreshing my website or other social media I'm using. Um, at the beginning of my career, I was trying to find uh, my own personal touch starting multiple projects and creating a lot of artworks that did not fully satisfy my own expectations. Nowadays, I learn to reflect and um, rethink my initial ideas, elaborate them without a, the pressure or need to um, produce every single one of them. But a never-changing element in my entire Oeuvre um, is the use of mirrored surfaces, um, allowing me to open an associative space of thought. Well, um, mirrors as an object of physical representation um, have been of great uh, cultural and art historical significance for centuries. Um, from self-contemplation, the image of the soul, the motif of transients or transitions of real worlds into magical parallel universes. They allow a variety of imaginary reflections and experiences. As a metaphor of reflection, the mirror expands the view of self-knowledge and self-contemplation. So the use of mirrors um, became a starting point for my artistic practice. Zali, what is art for? <laughs> art for me, <laughs> personally, is my therapy. Without art, I would um, definitely need uh, professional help. No, really. Um, it helps me deal with um, the reality that uh, sometimes is uh, so hard to bear. And uh, with a time where delusions uh, increasingly play a significant role. Um, 
I think art should be raising awareness and encourage people to think for themselves uh, while experiencing something new. If, uh, if you could live with one piece of work, what would it be and why? Uh, m- money isn't a deciding factor in this. Ten years ago, I saw this work from Troika called Dark Matter. So um, I think it would definitely be Dark Matter as it did have a significant impact uh, on me. Um, It is a sculpture in which three different viewpoints coexist, a square, a hexagon and a circle. But it is impossible to to see those three shapes at the same time. And... um, that is what it makes so interesting. This work artistically shaped my way of thinking how to lift general viewing habits and how to create uh, changes of perspective. If anyone hasn't seen Dark Matter, uh, it, it's, it's a, a hanging, it's suspended off the ground in the middle of a room and as it moves, the, the shape that it takes and the space in the room it takes changes. So there's a paradox within the fact that it's a solid object. It is quite amazing. The only thing that surprises me about it is it, it the absence of light and color within the piece, when which is so opposite to you. Ten years ago, um, my, my artworks were not that uh, colorful. <laughs> so at that time, I was not... F- feeling so happy let's say it like this and uh, my artworks were like black and white (laughs) and uh, it changed uh, in the last years uh, maybe because uh, I have my daughter now and I have something to really to live for so um, you can see that uh, also in my 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 progress uh, that from black and white it changed to uh, to 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 colorful uh, light uh, lightful installations that's amazing. I am. Um, I'm going to ask you if there's anything more that you want to add, or anything you wanted to say about the show you have on now. I'm really happy to be part um, of this great uh, show at uh, Maddox Gallery, Los Angeles. Um, uh, it is the first time I'm exhibiting in the U.S., and um, it is a great opportunity to get the Americans to know my art. Um, and being able to show my works alongside such famous artists is incredibly important for my artistic career. I'm really thankful and I look forward to working with them more closely. Inner Eyes at Maddox Gallery in Los Angeles and its new work by Ruth Pastine and Zale Mueller. It will be on until the end of February uh, the 20th. Uh, if you're in the Los Angeles area, be sure to stop by. This is a um, a memorable and, and in some ways groundbreaking show. Uh, and Zali Muller, thank you so much for making time for us today. Thank you so much. You've been listening to Maeve Doyle's Private View. I am an art critic and artistic director at Maddox Gallery. This podcast is produced by Will Fitzpatrick at Soho Radio. The music is by Cora Shidhami. Thank you for listening. Thank you.